welcome back to the Shona Project Podcast. I'm Alison Curtis, and as always with me... Is me. Sick me. I know. (laughs) It caught up with you. It really did. I'm feeling so sorry for myself. Um, But also, like, I thought, I wonder would you be able to hear how sick I am on the podcast? Because I could could sing Smelly Cat for you. Yeah. I'm I'm sick. I can sing it. Uh, just as well, if not better than Phoebe did. But yeah, no, I'm really feeling miserable today. But um, yeah, sometimes the byproduct of ha- you know feeling sick is your voice is like it's raspy, and everyone goes, "Ooh, that's sexy." <laughs> not feeling that sexy, but look, uh, <laughs> we'll get through this podcast today. Um, do you know how well we're doing, Alison? I am hoping very well. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the top 10 in society and culture podcasts in Ireland, which oh is amazing. Yeah. Somebody actually stopped me in Tesco the other day and um, said, I love your podcast. And I'm not a celeb like you, Alison. This is not like part of my daily life. I'm sure you go to the beach with your dog and you're like pushing paps away and be like, not today, guys, not today. But this is new for me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i'm so proud of us uh we've really been enjoying it though and uh like we've said in every episode we we think you know well we'll do two or three more and now we're like no it's just rolling and rolling and there's so many things that we haven't even got to but the one thing that we did want to talk about relatively soon into starting this podcast is something that's very much on a lot of parents minds and it's been covered a lot in the news and bbc and virgin media and all that kind of stuff the yeah. indo had a big piece only a few weeks ago as well is this whole craze of younger and younger girls you know craving these really complicated, complex, expensive skincare routines. And we just thought we wanted to talk about this. It's, I could see it in my own daughter. Like it's not so much makeup as it is this idea of like serums. And there's a couple of brands on the market that really have captured the imagination of kids that are on TikTok, which she's not, but on Snapchat as well. So like in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, Joan, like I didn't even put on cream on my face until I was like 29 and I didn't have makeup until I was like 30 and it's taking her 25 minutes to get out the door. And I'm just like, honey, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want an argument every morning. I don't want to poo poo it, but I just want her to realize where this want is coming from more so than actually doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like we really saw this over Christmas or kind of after Christmas, a lot of parents kind of coming out and saying that their 10, 11, 12 year olds were looking for retinol and all sorts of other hyaluronic acids and peptides. And yeah, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant until recently either. You know, someone who knows so much about it is Dr. Laura GP on Instagram. I take, because she's a doctor and she's also a trained dermatologist and she has a skin clinic. I very much take her advice. And I was talking to her a few weeks ago about Jones. We thought we want to get her on the podcast this morning to talk about it. Let's get her on. So, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we This is something that I'm, I was just saying to Tammy. My daughter is 12. Tammy's daughter is almost 19. And I Joan's not mad into makeup just yet, but it's this whole idea of skincare. She's also not on TikTok, but she is getting fed a lot of certain brands, which we won't mention specifically, um, on Snapchat. And she's just got this morning routine now that I'm like, And I just, I was saying, I didn't even have that until I was 30, maybe. So can we talk about where you think this has all started and how much of a problem this is possibly becoming for parents? Yeah, absolutely. It's super interesting, isn't it? I think, although your daughter obviously isn't on TikTok, I think it did begin on TikTok um, with, 
I suppose, brands and products in particular going completely viral now it's definitely on instagram as well and i think but i think the younger crowds aren't on instagram as much as um those of us in our you know 30s and 40s um and i interestingly i was doing like some research before just to see like where did it all begin and like i came across you know teen vogue the 40 products you must have and they're like seriously and i'm like that's a real seriously it's not even a sarcastic seriously and it includes like barrier repair serums, eye creams, the Dyson Airwrap. I'm like, for teenagers, I mean, it's it's insane. So I think it definitely started on social media. And, uh, you know, I suppose this Instagram face with regards to filters, TikTok and filters and Snapchat, the fact that these teenagers are living their lives on social media and on phones now has, has made it uh, seem like perfect skin is in when in reality like it it isn't at all I can't even imagine and I you know my kids are younger I have three young girls and I'm dreading teenage years it just do you think that it is Laura like as a GP as well do you think that it's it's something that's just kind of chipping away further at childhood like and you know girls we saw a bbc report only a month and a half ago about girls as young as eight are reaching for these peels and as we say these retinols and all these products that unfortunately it's another thing parents have to educate themselves on they just don't need like their skin doesn't require it absolutely so like 100 percent, it is chipping away at childhood which is really sad isn't it I, you, you really see that change we were so innocent back in our day but i, I definitely see a difference in that now in you know i would treat a lot of teenagers with acne so in what they complain of when they come into clinic and what they're using now look i do believe in I don't think there's any issue in teaching even young kids like about a basic skincare routine and using SPF, for example. I think that's, I suppose, sensible. And I don't think it takes away from their childhood. I teach my young kids about it and they know that they wear SPF to protect their skin. But I do think it is having an effect. And I do think it's having an effect, I suppose, psychologically, but also like physically on their skin, you know, like I, I see kids who are doing routines from Instagram or TikTok and who have completely destroyed their, you know, skin barrier, which shouldn't be affected at all. They're young, fit and healthy. So like if you think about the, the science behind the skin up until the age of 25, it's all good. You know, it's working away the way it's supposed to. It's from 25 onwards then that we start to age because that's our physical kind of peak, I suppose. So teenagers really don't need any help whatsoever with regards to their skincare. Now, a lot will suffer with acne, obviously, because of the hormonal side of things. Um, and so instigating like a little acne safe routine with a cleanser, potentially like a prescription product, I think is needed in some cases. And I do believe there are some nice over-the-counter products that you can use to treat acne as well in the milder cases, but for the majority, they don't need anything at all other than a cleanser, plus or minus a moisturizer if needs be, and an SPF. Yeah, okay. I, I found even after Christmas, or I had to have a serious chat with myself because I, I just realized how influenced I was being. I just looked around my dressing table one day and just saw all these products. And I was like, I actually don't understand what these are for and why I'm using them. And I'm in my 40s. So if I'm being influenced, I, I really just had to give myself a shake and be like, this is ridiculous. Find out the basics, find out what you need. 
find out even cost-wise, like do you need the 100 euro ones or are the 15 euro ones absolutely fine? So I know that like, I hope, although probably not, I would hope that I'm less easily influenced than say a 12, 13 year old would be, uh, clearly not. But um, just in terms of the conversations about them and them understanding what they're for and why they might need them or why they might not. So the ones that I'm hearing about are like peptides, retinols and hyaluronic acid. What do those three things do and are any of them of any benefit to young teenagers in particular? Absolutely not. So no young teenagers need any of those ingredients at all. So peptides are like the building blocks of amino acids. So they help build collagen and elastin and things like that. Teenagers are making plenty. They're on the way up. They're making everything that they need themselves. So 25 onwards, absolutely. We're losing our collagen at about 1% a year. So it's around that time that you want to introduce ingredients like that. Hyaluronic acid, again, up until the age of 25, is made by this cell called the fibroblast, which makes our collagen and elastin and hyaluronic acid. Again, younger kids, I'm not a massive fan of hyaluronic acid as an ingredient anyways, personally. So it doesn't change anything in the skin. But teenagers, 100% do not need it. They are making it in bucket loads. They are, you know, plump, glowy, nourished. So no. And retinol. So retinol would be the one where I'd be like, okay, if you have a little bit of acne, then a retinoid is, I suppose, the gold uh, prescription retinoid is the gold standard when it comes to acne treatment. But a retinoid from an anti-aging point of view to soften fine lines and wrinkles, and you know, induce collagen elastin, absolutely not. No, 100% do not need it. So they need a cleanser, gentle, pH balanced morning and evening with potentially the addition of salicylic acid, you know, if they have a little bit of acne and they need an SPF that they like. And like, if they want a pretty looking one from whoever, I'm okay with that. Okay. Cause I, I get it. I get the need to want to be included as well. Okay. And, and kind of fit in. So I think a nice SPF, a pretty cleanser is perfectly fine as well. But really I, I would draw the line at that. And what about, I know like, I do, I like that my daughter's concerned about like, you know, having a clean face and she, I think she was using niacinamide. I can't even pronounce that properly. I don't even know that that's for her, but what, a, that's it. I don't think that's, yeah. that's not for younger skin, is it? I mean, I use that in acne prone patients for younger skin. So I, I love niacinamide as a product and as an ingredient and, um, I use it in all my acne patients, my younger patients, because I find it helps to negate the side effects of the stronger kind of acne treatment products. So it will help to balance their oil levels, reduce redness, reduce sebum, um, and improve kind of overall, like lots of different acne things. So yes, I use okay. it when I prescribe it for someone. Do I think the average teenager out there needs it? No, absolutely not. Um, but it is one, and they're really like beautiful, nice, and it's like the watermelon glow dew drops and the watermelon, you know, glow recipe. PHA, I can't even remember the name of it, but the names even, I want to buy it. Like, Tammy, like you, I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty, and that's going to make my skin all nice and dewy. So, yeah, I, I get it, you know, but no, she doesn't. And she gets stuck on the idea of like, you know, needing a certain kind of eye cream, which I, I'm encouraging her definitely not. And overall, though, if she if they want a nice night cream at night, like, again, that's OK as long as it's something gentle. Right. 
Yeah, like the so again, if if they want to buy into it and and you're happy to give them something, yeah, like you don't. So I'm not a big believer in having like a separate day cream and night cream unless you know you want obviously SPF in your morning one. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any harm in using like a moisturizer at nighttime. Do they need one specifically for like anti aging? No, like one targeted at younger skin i suppose fine you know there, i don't think there's any harm in that but like an eye cream no anything too heavy it could like clog pores so like most of these ingredients like vitamin c niacinamide retinoids glycolic acids other alpha hydroxy acids they're aimed at anti-aging and you know you're not they're not aging yet well they are i mean we all are but you know they're not showing the signs of aging yet so really prevention with a cleanser and an SPF is way more important than correction. Okay. I mean, when I was a teenager, I was trying to make myself look older so I could get into certain places. Not, not definitely not younger. That was not a priority for me. But um, can I ask you also one thing that I've seen young girls struggle with is like this body acne. Like I've seen it kind of on the chest or like times on the hairline it's not like an acne acne I don't know if it's it's if it's a different thing but um uh, my own daughter had it when she was like 13 14 15 it's gone now and she was really conscious of it um and we went to the doctor and they had to prescribe kind of various things to get rid of it but is there anything at home if you know we have that body that chest back type acne that we can we can advise yeah so I suppose First of all, acne is acne, right? So whether you have one spot or 10 or body or face, I consider it all to be acne because it's just the medical term for spots. Um, And body acne. So, you know, you mentioned along the hairline. The first thing with along the hairline is to make sure that they're when they're washing their face, that it's all pulled back off their face you know, and that they cleanse right into the hairline and that if they're wearing like a nice pretty hairband that they're washing the hairband um, appropriately and, and regularly. When it comes to body, then look, it depends on the severity, I suppose. If they have a significant amount of body acne or spots, they might need like an oral treatment such as an antibiotic or the pill potentially. Um, but there are lots of products that I recommend um, for body acne. So there are lots of cleansers on the market that contain salicylic acid. And the trick is to kind of use them in the shower and leave them on for up to five minutes so that that salicylic acid has time to penetrate. There are new, you don't want me to mention specific products. So there are new products on the market that contain something called hypochlorous acid. So it's a spray that you can use um, and it's excellent. It's really good at calming acne down. Again, if it's kind of mild enough, Uh, there is a brand that I don't think teenagers need at all. That's getting a lot of talk at the minute, but they actually have a glycolic body lotion uh, that I adore. And I think it's really helpful for acne because it will shed those dead skin cells away and it won't allow the um, acne to build up and then um, there is another brand that has a spray a salicylic acid spray with a really pink huge like pink top on it that you can use to kind of spritz and reach um, different body areas that I think is really helpful too so they're products that I recommend in um, in clinic all the time and and they help now if it's not enough then we go to kind of medication but medication but yeah 
And um, Laurie, people can get you on Instagram. Um, can you give out the handle your own and can you give out the clinic handle as well? Yeah, so absolutely. Mine is at Dr. Laura GP and the clinic is at Dr. Dot Laura Clinic, I think. <laughs> Terrible that I don't even know it. Or the website is drlauraclinic.ie if anyone has any questions. Um, and we do like, uh, you know, I suppose I see a lot of acne. We treat a lot of it. Um, and for me, Tammy, like you said, I like, so I simplify for everyone, not just teenagers, for adults that I see as well. I think keeping your skincare really simple, getting a good routine that you do consistently over a period of time um, is the easiest thing to do. So I think it's really sensible to do that at all stages in life. And I think it's just interesting that like, I know it's maybe not as much, I mean, it's throughout history, there's always been a, you know, pressure on women and girls to look a certain way. And that's historically that's changed. And there's different <clears throat> fads and things like that. But like the makeup thing has always been consistent. I really do feel this level of hyper attention on like skincare and, and all the steps that you need to do it is a relatively new thing. So it is a newish thing for parents to yeah. navigate. And even Tammy, it was not as prevalent when Freya was Joan's age. Like it's a whole new thing. And again, like everything we've talked about in our podcast, Laura, you know, like with phones and tablets and everything, we can't just go, oh, we don't know about it. Like, it's just another thing as parents, we do have to educate ourselves about it. I love talking about skin stuff. And thankfully, that's something that's been on my radar for years. And I feel I have some degree of knowledge. So I feel I can talk to Joan properly like that. But you don't, if you just give us parting words, Laura, like you don't want like to start a fight, but is there a way of talking to her kids? Do you think where we're kind of like, you don't need it and it's not putting them down. It's not making them feel silly and, and acknowledging, as you say, some nice products are okay to make them feel they're still part of something, but just trying to get through to kind of go look at you. You don't need all this. I think, yeah, trying to educate them from an early stage, I suppose, about the importance of prevention over correction and about how, you know, and I think skin barrier is a really good thing to talk about for them because a lot of them will have heard of that. So by saying, look, you've got a good, healthy skin barrier right now. If you go in with glycolic acids and things like that, it, it's going to tear it apart and you're going to maybe have more issues than you might not have. Um, and about, I guess, simplifying it. And I do agree, look, Alison, there's loads of people that say, you know, they shouldn't be using anything at all. I don't think that's the right approach either because I think it's unfair to say, no, you can't have anything you know this you don't need this at all or whatever and um, so allowing them to kind of go through and I talked about this pre-Christmas and a lot I had a lot of messages in my DMs back and forth from from mums about it and they were really happy actually that I had suggested like some really simple skincare products that they could use so look at you know include them bring them in educate yourself and say okay so look we're going to get a nice cleanser we're going to get a nice moisturizer we can pick a pretty fancy one if you, you know, a pretty looking one if you want, as long as it is simple and safe. Laura, final question for me. I have seen young people using gua sha's and face yoga. Um, the gua sha, I've seen, not naming any names, but certain young men in my circle uh, are obsessed with gua sha's. Um, and the face yoga and this mewing thing as well, which is, you know, supposed to get your jawline a certain way. Is there is there any merit in using any of those things? I can already see you shaking your head. <laughs> so. No, I'd like, I won't lie, right? I was in Paris at the week last week and I bought one. I bought a gua sha and I bought some other thing 
I don't know what it is. Just for the crack, not that I think there's anything is going to happen, but to show like clearly nothing will happen. So like if you use a gua sha, okay, okay. So technically they can be used to depuff, right? Okay. So like if you help the lymphatic system, you can, you know, depuff a little bit for sure when you wake up in the morning. Absolutely. But it's going to be like really short term just after you've done it and the next morning, you know, it, it's all going to be the same again. And potentially you might look a little bit more snatched as you go asha the bejesus out of your, you know, cheeks. But are they going to make any long term difference? Absolutely not. So, um, you know, when you see this and you see people and they do it every day. I mean, if you want to take the time to do it every day and you feel that you look a little bit more snatched here in the morning after you do it, by all means, go ahead. You're not making any you're not going to cause any issues or anything like that. But if you're expecting long-term results from it, then that is never going to happen. So the only way to stimulate, like the, I mean, I, I do treatments all the time, like radiofrequency microneedling or regular microneedling. And in those cases, what we're trying to do is stimulate that fibroblast cell to produce more collagen or, or we're putting like laser energy down that heats up the collagen and causes it to try and tighten a little bit. And it's difficult with significantly high amounts of energy alone to do that. Um, so no, I, I think if you want to use them by all means, if you think you're going to get a snatched jawline from them, then I, you're probably delusional. I, I think you have saved me and many other parents a lot of money, time and effort <laughs> over the next couple of years. I'm so glad because now we can all go to our daughters and say, Dr. Laura said, and she's an expert. Um, thank you so much for your time today. If I've learned something, I know you have too, Alison, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye.